0: Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care. aka
1: the CICC.
0: We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Director of the Center, and I'm here with Priscilla Weigel, my colleague. Hi, Priscilla. Hi, Cindy. And we are continuing our um, previous podcast where we were talking with a young mom about some questions that young moms have. And so we're so delighted to have Kimberly back again. Hi, Kimberly.
1: Hi, thanks for having me again. It's great to have you back.
0: We had some great conversation in the last one, and so we just want to just jump right into it and, and see what. What else you're kind of wondering about you and some of your friends who are also having maybe babies for the first time or having another baby um, after they've just had a, a young, they've got young toddlers at home and all the kinds of things that come up that, that maybe they have wonders about. so
1: Sure. So just, just to remind everyone, I have um, an 18-month-old daughter. Uh, she recently started attending child care two days a week. Prior to that, she had been at home and had a very consistent routine. Mm -hmm. Um, But now that she started with uh, childcare, we've noticed that her naps have become really inconsistent. Some of it being that she um, doesn't want to sleep while she's. At childcare and some of it when when she is at home those other days uh, she's she's not going down kind of as easily or when she typically used to so mm-hmm. we're just kind of thrown off with the the changes Sure,
2: mm-hmm. and those those naps that if she's used to naps that it's like a cog in the wheel of mm-hmm. perfection of life mm-hmm. when, when yes off, exactly is <laughs> well, that yep. so that that's a big deal but if you think of childcare most of the time kids are sleeping in a room with a bunch of other kids on a
1: cot. Exactly.
2: And so they're going from probably at her age a home in her crib or in uh, you know Mm a smaller closed-in area where it's private. She's quiet. She's got all of her favorite things, the favorite smells, and plus if she's new to childcare, there's so much that she's thinking. I gotta check that out. Exactly. <laughs> what if What's that noise? I have no idea because I've never heard that noise before. Versus at home, if she's napping, oh, that's just the furnace noise. I know that noise. Or oh, that's just the dog's chain jingling. I know that noise. You know. So there's uh, so many distractions. So that could explain that I'm not gonna nap at at childcare because sure. it's way too exciting. Mm-hmm. So, but then because of that missing nap. What happens, and we know this for ourselves as grown-ups, when your sleep is off, everything's off. Mm -hmm. So if you're missing a good, how long did she typically nap when she was just at home? About an hour and a half. Okay, so an hour and a half nap, that's a good nap. And so that's setting the stage for good sleep, You know, just really being able to feel rested. And now she's not rested. So when you're not rested, you'd think you'd be more tired and you'd sleep better, but oftentimes, especially with kids, that sets the whole evening sleep off. Plus, she's at the age where she is figuring out the world is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And she's walking. She's talking. There's so much growth going on that um, one great resource I remember when my kids were little was um, Brazelton's Touch Points book. And just talking about sleep in there. And he has so many great suggestions. But... One thing that really he um, focuses on is any time a child's going to have a real growth spurt, they're working so hard that it throws off their sleep. And they're they're just trying to kind of, it's like they have to muster all this energy to get through that spurt. And then when they're done and they've reached that milestone, then life can stabilize again. So okay. she's she's probably at just a big burst okay. right now of mm-hmm. change for right. her little
0: body. Not to mention, as you allude to this um, so well, just the overstimulation. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's just a bunch of sights and sounds yeah. that she hasn't experienced before. And just just to be so overstimulated by that. And then we all know that little ones, because their sensory systems are not as developed as as we grown-ups have. Um, so once she's overstimulated, getting, you know, she's not napped because she's so excited and overstimulated, and then then that it's really hard to regulate that and bring it back down. Yeah. So you would think, as you said, you'd just crash yeah. and go to sleep, but in fact bringing that sensory system back into um,
2: Equality, calmness, kind of calm. yes, yeah. And, yeah. and
0: even keel is is very hard, and right. babies have a lot less... Tools for doing that than than adults do, and even we find it hard sometimes to turn our brains off and go to sleep at right. night. So it right. yeah. makes right. sense that it would take a little bit of time for her to get a pattern yeah. that works, that's regular. You know, so
1: sleep. Th- thank you, because it that segues into my next question. Because I is it typical when she isn't doing a well, regular napping routine, but she's also not sleeping at night the way mm-hmm. that she used to. So mm-hmm. we we were pretty solid from 7.30 to 7 a.m. And Wonder now, baby. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were very lucky, yeah. we know. Yeah. Um, but but now she's, um, she's waking up very, very early and not going back to sleep. And we, she's also not napping during the day, so I'm just concerned that she's not even getting enough sleep, we thought. Well, she's not napping, so at least she'll make up for it in the night. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't seem to be doing that. So that's, that's okay. Oh, as long, I mean, it's what
0: her little body is, is doing right now. And I, anything that you can help her do when you come home from childcare and as you get ready for bed that just really calms and soothes. I'm sure you have bedtime rituals already, but baths, mm-hmm. story time, anything that just really, really takes the stimulation away from her. Quiet, you mm-hmm. know that just helps calm. Yeah, because her sensory system needs to just get diffused.
2: Right, and your routine is off mm-hmm. because you're now getting her up and ready for childcare, and so maybe some days you're she needs to get up and ready earlier than typical, and so there's also that little bit of anticipation of, oh, is today a childcare day or you know yeah. or whatever, right. because she's she not the type she's not at the age really where you can spend a lot of time going now look at the calendar tomorrow's the day we get up and go i mean that you don't have to go into that routine Mm -hmm. but as long as you keep the routine as structured as it always has been and consistent so that even though you feel like Because this can happen, you come home and you think, oh, she's been gone all day, we've had, you know, we want to reconnect, some families do this, and then the child seems to squawk a little bit more about bedtime and you think, oh, we really haven't spent that much time. And so the bedtime's kind of pushed back later and later and later. You know, keep that same bedtime, keep that same routine, and she'll adjust to it. Right Mm -hmm. now it's so fresh and new Mm -hmm. that... She's just, her little brain is just clady-clacking all the time.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and it's inconsistent because it's not every day. It's not every day, yeah. So because some people will say just they go home on the weekend, and the weekend is disruptive, but Mm -hmm. you're actually doing, you said, what, two days a week? But then it's, so she she hasn't gotten a pattern yet. So routine and consistency are your best friends.
1: So we do have a bedtime routine that we follow every night, um, but what are some other important routines we should be doing?
2: Mealtime routines. Mm-hmm. You know how how you how she's expected to be at the table, how long she sits, how much um, how she helps clean up, all those types of things. She can start doing little things even with that. You know, carry hand mommy your plate mm-hmm. or hand daddy your cup, and then as she gets older, oh, go put it over in the, on the counter. Oh, let's put it in the dishwasher. All those things just to kind of help. Say, you're part of this family, you have responsibilities, it's all consistent, it's all good. When you come home from school at the end of the day, having the same place where she puts her stuff, mm. um, just right. just so that when she walks through the door, it says, ah, calm. Because, mm-hmm. you know, as a grown-up, mm-hmm. it feels good. That's why home is a haven for us. Mm-hmm. We like to think of it that way because we have our favorite spot to sit at the table. We have our favorite spot to sit when we watch a TV program. Or when we have our cup of coffee in the morning and you know, all those things when they're disrupted, we're disrupted. Mm-hmm. So it's the same for toddlers and ext- even more so. Okay. because they don't have all the skills mm-hmm. to put it all together.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you can start to build new routines where she puts her little bag from school every day. Mm-hmm. Every time you go, can be in the same place, and she knows where it is and, you know, where her little boots go every day. And so anything that's the same that builds a routine, all of that builds regulation for her. Mm-hmm. Everything that... That continue, that is consistent builds regulation and regulation builds um, a sense of uh, calmness and a sense of control within her little body I and mean, mm-hmm. those are the things that are really important.
2: Okay, and, and also even entering and exiting childcare. Mm-hmm. As as a you know someone who's worked in the field for thirty plus years, the the really challenging thing is if a parent just kind of lets their child wander in and wander out and it's just, oh, what do you want to go look at today? Do you want to go look at the plant? Okay, we'll go look at the plant. Or, oh, do you want to go down here and look at the, the books that are on display by the office? Okay, we'll go do that. But then that just, if you look at how scattery that feels when you're coming in or when you're leaving, you know, if you want that calm consistency that says, regulate, I've got this, no, no need to be upset, no need to be frazzled, Then you're just saying, yep, we hold hands till we get inside. When we get inside, you can walk next to me. I mean, whatever you want to do as far as your routine. Mm -hmm. But that is not that you have to be like this, you know, really strict, strict disciplinarian, but anything that's consistent, sameness. Sameness It's just, yeah, it really is. And Mm -hmm. that's why kids have their favorite blankie, Mm -hmm. that's why they have their favorite pillow or, you know, the toy that they carry around all the time it's sameness
1: and it's comforting okay Mm -hmm. yeah anything else well we're having some food issues Oh, um so we obviously know some things that she really likes to eat Mm -hmm. um and so we will those are sort of a typical talking about routines every morning she has milk and a banana and usually a waffle or toast Mm -hmm. um and some eggs and it just seems like some days these things that she usually really likes she has no interest in and she won't you know touch touch it she won't have a bite and some days everything we put in front of her she'll she'll just shove in her mouth so i was talking to one of my friends and we were we both we both sort of wondered, like, is it okay that some days she seems to be eating quite a ton, and then other days she doesn't have anything, and then also some days she loves this certain food, and some days she won't touch it.
2: Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. Well, well, and, and the, the not having anything—if you really thought about it—she <laughs> would have. She's eating stuff.
0: But Drinking it's just milk or, yeah, and she right.
2: and that's that's part of the toddlerhood. Mm-hmm. I was gonna know, say,
0: welcome to toddlers. Welcome
2: to toddlerhood, where you you know parents will say, "Is my child gonna starve?" You know, and and really, there's so they're just there's so much going on mm-hmm. in their little bodies that some days they're just on overload, mm-hmm. and that favorite thing that's the egg today might be the favorite thing that she's testing. Using for control. That's what say. I was just going to say, know, Priscilla. Yeah.
0: In some of it, they're they're testing, they're learning a little bit, mm-hmm. what kind of power they have, yeah. and that's important that sure. they learn to assert, that they learn that they're little people yep. with they've mm-hmm. got ideas, and I'm going to test mom and see how far my ideas can go, and to a de- and we want that, we want them to have uh, ideas of their own and opinions mm-hmm. to a degree. They need boundaries. Right. We know how important that is. But we want them to have to grow into these little people that also at times mm-hmm. tell us, no, that's not what I want. Yeah. And then we decide where the lines need to be drawn. Right. But that's okay, she is. She's saying, no, I don't want that today.
1: Well, our dog's sure happy when she throws her (laughs) egg over the table. There's a little vacuum cleaner
0: that's alive
2: underneath. But even just presenting it in a different way, too. So maybe putting it on, you know, bringing, having some fun plates that now, instead of just putting it on in front of her on the table or on a tray, you're putting it, look what I found for you, Mm. just like mom's plate. Mm -hmm. (gasps) You know, and (laughs) so it's just kind of that make it more fun and Mm -hmm. and different and and not focusing on the, oh, you can't throw your eggs, because then that gives that behavior more power, Mm -hmm. and you don't want the behavior to have power. Mm -hmm. You want to empower her to, to exert some control in her life and to say, this is my favorite food and this isn't, but... You don't need to throw it on the floor.
0: So how about Priscilla? How, do you want a waffle or do you want eggs? Mm-hmm. Then you get then she gets to decide. Yeah. But she still eats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that way you're not giving her both of those things at once for her to reject both. But yeah. you're giving her an option and then she does get to decide. Right. You know. So those kinds of little tricks can help too.
2: And portion control, mm-hmm. you know, if a child looks at a full plate. And we're thinking, I'm going to put a lot of good food out there so that she'll eat something, at least a morsel. Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so then they, sometimes they just don't eat anything. Interesting. But instead, if you just put those few little bites, mm-hmm. then it looks like a doable option. Okay. And then pretty soon before you know it, it's gone. Yes. She doesn't even realize she's eating it because it's so tiny. you mm-hmm. know, whatever. And that helps, too, with this whole process of changing food and eating it. But the way you present it can be a big deal. We probably are need to wrap
0: up. Oh, we do, but this is so much fun talking to you. So I love it. Well, thank you so much for bringing questions to us, and yeah, and and, thank um, your friends too. Is there something else you're just dying to ask us before we wrap up today? Or not? (laughs) No. Okay. I was going to ask these. Oh well, maybe we should we do another podcast. Looks like we I got enough one. for yeah, one. Let's we'll one let's do it. Okay, all right. Thank you all for being here, both of you. And then uh, thank everyone who's listening. All right. That's all for now. See you.